0: Guess what? I'm moving country again. I don't know, maybe a year, maybe more. Where's home? Home's everywhere. I'm an expat. Hello, I'm Pauline. Welcome to this episode of Meet the Expats. Today, I have a special guest, Carly, an Australian yogi who will be taking us uh, through her expat journey in Madrid, New York, and Dublin. Hello, Carly. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: Great to have you. So, where are you right now?
1: I'm currently in Australia. I've been for the last couple of months during um, during the lockdown.
0: Yeah, it is a bit of a crazy time for uh, for everyone. So, just to let you know, Carly will also be hosting this podcast sometimes. So, you'll hear this voice again uh, in a. F- Future episodes, yes, excited.
1: Cool. As an expat, there's so many amazing stories that I think that you, you hear, um, and I think as expats you kind of gravitate to other expats. I mean, obviously we met each other both as expats in Dublin, but yeah. yeah, I think there's so many exciting stories out there, and I think it's a it's a really cool project. And even when you mentioned it to me, I was like. So many people's stories run to mind. So super excited to be involved with a really cool initiative.
0: Yeah, I think there. Everyone has their own reason for moving to find something, or maybe to run away from uh, something or someone. Um. So we'll find out about these different stories first. Let's hear a little bit about you and your story. How How did you decide to move first?
1: Yeah. So I think. The first kind of flavor I got with with travel was when I did my study abroad in Spain, so I'm from a pretty regional area in Australia. Um, so the hometown that I'm from is less than 100 people. And when the opportunity, when I was at university, came up to do a study abroad overseas, yeah, it just felt like a, an opportunity that was too good to pass up to sort of experience something outside of Australia um, and outside of kind of the regional area that I was from. <laughs> yeah, so I really didn't know, like because Australia is so far away, um, I really had no expectations. It was basically like that kind of image of spinning a globe and seeing where where it lands to decide on the destination and so yeah I thought Spain's pretty, cool, pretty Mediterranean so decided to go to um, Madrid and and then I got into this university I remember because the process was quite lengthy to apply at the time And I was the only person in the university that had applied to Spain. And I got into this university and I remember going through the whole process and they're like, oh, wow, like you speak Spanish fluently. Like this university only offers courses in Spanish. And I was (laughs) like, oh, my God, what have I done? So, yeah, it was kind of like obviously I didn't go to that university because I didn't speak one word of Spanish. (laughs) Um, So they managed to get me into a a different program that was that was English that offered a course um, in English, uh, luckily, because I think I definitely would have failed university <laughs> that semester if I if I had have done the track um, that was in Spanish.
0: So, wow, your first move straight up, you had a very big challenge to overcome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, it was a lot of convincing my parents that it was a smart idea. My parents hadn't been overseas um, at all, really, before I did. So I think it was, you know, a lot of unknown and me trying to convince them that it was a smart idea. Yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, it obviously it worked out and it was a lot of learnings and being in a country that doesn't speak English as the first language and all of those kind of things that is just so new and so unfamiliar. But yeah, I think it was definitely an experience that really changed my life and my and how I look at travel.
0: I'm curious. What arguments convinced your parents?
1: <laughs> so I can, I can so clearly remember, uh, I think when, because the application process was, was a couple of months and you had to attend these like uh, seminars and stuff at university to get in. And I guess they kind of thought that like, I wouldn't stick it out. And it was probably just a phase of me deciding that that's what I wanted to do. And then I remember, cause my parents were about six hours from Melbourne, which is where I was at university. And I remember clearly that I'd got in and I drove up to my parents' place and I decided to let them know that that weekend that I got in and that the following semester I would be going to Spain. <laughs> and we got into a huge argument and they said it was really <laughs> necessary and I guess, you know, like they were only wanting the best for me and, you know, the horror stories of pickpockets and all of these kind of things that are blown out of proportion. But yeah, they obviously came around to the idea and then um, really got behind it once they saw, you know, once I got back and realized that it had been a really uh, incredible experience for me and something that was really life-changing.
0: So what had really changed for you? You say life-changing, what happened there?
1: Yeah. Um, So I think for me, like, again, it was my first kind of experience stepping outside of Australia. I made amazing friends. So my study abroad group were, um, I was the only Australian, it was actually run by an American group. So that's how I ended up moving to New York as well, just basically through some of the connections that I'd made through my study abroad. And yeah, I made some incredible friendships that I'm still keeping contact to today after sort of seven years. I also like fell in love with a guy who was in my first 10 days there and had this very, um, I guess, cliche, oh. <laughs> like romantic study abroad romance and <laughs> lasted five years. Um so it, it was just such a special experience. Like it was just so different to anything that I'd ever experienced before. And I think like anything, it's the people and the connections that you made. And I was really, really lucky to build some really special connections and yeah. experience Europe for the first time, which was super exciting.
0: So you say your connections led you to New York after. How did did that change happen?
1: Yeah, so I um, came back after Spain. I had about a year of university to finish. But I guess, you know, as they say, I definitely had caught the the travel bug after that. And so I had promised um, my friends who were mostly American that I'd made in my uh, study abroad that after I finished university that I would do a road trip around uh, the states and visit them and they just happen to live in like really cool cities um so <laughs> it definitely wasn't a chore it was something that I really, <laughs> really look forward to after so i i did a road trip around and and saw them in LA and San Francisco and New York and Boston and all of these incredible Chicago incredible cities and
0: oh wow all around yeah
1: all around a little bit on the east coast a little bit on the west coast and i never really had a lot of interest in America before I got there I kind of yeah I didn't really know that much about it and was kind of always more in tune with like the European kind of excitement of the different cultures and I think it was just yeah I, I really loved it and when I got to New York it was such an incredible city with such an amazing sort of energy to it it wasn't definitely wasn't like a clean city in some ways but it just had this energy and grit
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And obviously there's some beautiful parts to it. But, yeah, and I just thought it was a city, like I was there for about a week and obviously spent way too much money for someone who didn't have a full-time job and was just coming out of university. But, yeah, I remember so clearly thinking, like, this is definitely a city that I would love to live in and I really want to make it a goal of mine that during some part of my life... That I get back to New York and I live here for a while because I think to truly experience wow. the city, that's kind of was the goal that I set there, and um, obviously took a few years, but did eventually get back there.
0: So, what attracted you really in in this city? You talk about the energy, the vibe. Is there something specific?
1: Yeah, I love New York because I really think it's such a melting pot of different cultures and people, and I think. Oh, it's just like the fact that people can truly, truly be themselves in New York. I think there really is that. Like you hear that a lot and um, where people that have come right. from such different backgrounds and like you just never knew what you were going to get in one day in New York from the random things that you would see like of performances. Like sometimes you'd see like this incredible like five-piece string band in the subway and they would just be like mind-blowing or like you'd get in an Uber pool Something and you'd be with someone that is in this incredible outfit and has been clubbing all night until like 11am the night, 11am <laughs> that morning. Like you just, you never really knew who you were going to get. And I think coming from such a small town in Australia where, you know, as much as it's like incredible in terms of the community and a lot of positive things, you just didn't get that level of um, variation and I think, you know, there was probably a little bit more um, judgment in certain ways where like you have to conform in certain ways. Not conform, I guess that seems a little bit negative, but just the level of variety that you saw in different people and, and the reasons that they were there and they were all sort of chasing some sort of dream in some way, which I think made it really, really incredible and really exciting.
0: Yeah, it sounds very inspiring as a as a city just Live your dream and see what happens,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure, I think inspiring, but also really, really tough, like you saw people and like me too, like went through some tough times in New York in terms of it like being hard to break into, and it's a really fast moving city um and yeah, I think it you have with the ups, you have the downs as well, um and you can you saw your friends and that also go through similar things yeah. um, so' it's, it's got a lot of raw energy to it,
0: so you had already you already had some friends moving there but as it's a very fast paced mm-hmm. city is it difficult to make connections or to to blend in what were the struggles yeah. in a way of Yeah there? it's a
1: really good question. It's funny because like I didn't it's definitely not for me like a cold city in terms of people not being receptive to new experiences like i think there's a real openness okay. to people just like randomly meeting someone out when they're out at night and then just spending the rest of the night with them or like because you've got such a melting pot of people from different places and experiences I would say that yeah of course like within my first 12 months like I also went through like a pretty personal breakup with my long-term boyfriend over five years so like there was definitely some tough times and it was you know financially it's obviously a really expensive city and my first room that I lived in, my bed touched three of the surrounding walls and wow. even though there was some amazing highlights, it was also tough. Like it was also tough to kind of, you know, get into the groove of things and yeah, almost not feel like you're getting left behind because it's just moves really quickly. But all in all, I would say like it took me probably nine to 12 months to feel like, yeah, I feel really comfortable in this city. I feel like I've got like a solid friendships um, and, you know, mm. not a huge amount, but some people that I was like, yeah, there's some really great people. And I feel like I have a solid social life. Um, and just to get to that point where you feel comfortable.
0: Yeah, that is very yeah. important. And
1: I think like you probably feel like this as well. Like even you, you think in the first nine months, you're like, I've had social things to do. But like to that point where you really feel comfortable with people, where you feel like you can just truly be yourself and you're not just like really. I have yeah. to be on, and I have to be really engaging in this, and like it just it was it takes a while to get to that level where you really feel comfortable with people
0: for me the um, sort of the signal that okay, I've made it in a friendship and I feel home in this place is a bit I know I have this friend' this friend I can call at three a m if something is wrong. That's a bit of my my signal of this is a good friend, yeah. and I know that I can feel home with this yeah, person I love that uh, did you have a little bit of a aha moment after those nine months where you suddenly felt okay this is it I feel home in uh, the city
1: I'm trying to think if I had an aha moment I think it is just when you yeah when you just wake up on a weekend and you're just comfortable. I think that when the anxiety leaves of like worrying about like what you need a plan for the weekend, like what you need a plan for your social life, it's just like oh, like there is things yeah. on and like I and the people that I am doing things with, I want to spend time with. So I can't, I can't think of a specific moment where I was like, oh yeah, I feel like I've, I am really like in this city. There was definitely some really special moments like towards like the second and the third year where like I'd be walking through Madison Square Garden or something like that and you you try and take because it is a fast-moving city like it takes I think especially a lot to like take stock of the moment and be like oh this is really special I feel really happy in these moments um but I think yeah for me it was
0: slow down and actually soak it up
1: yeah exactly like I can clearly remember like the first snow of the season a couple of years or things like that where it's like oh this is really special or you know when you've had people over for drinks on your rooftop or like yeah and you feel like oh I feel really comfortable with these people and I feel really close with them so yeah I think it just continued to grow there was a couple of weekends where I wasn't stressing about the weekend coming up I feel like when you first move to a city sometimes I'd be like stressing about like the weekend which is funny because most people like obviously looking forward to the weekend but I think when you're initially making friendships and relationships you're like what am I going to do on the weekend like who am I going to hang out with and I'd be kind of like worried about making sure that I needed something planned whereas it was really nice to get to a point where it's like oh like I have friends and like I can just call them and it feels really natural as opposed to like feeling like I'd almost be like thinking about it during the middle of the week, like, oh, I should like talk to that person or I should do that so that we can do something on the weekend. Um, Yeah, I guess those kind of moments.
0: Yeah, once I think you've finished having to make the effort to build your social life and also where you're comfortable enough that you can actually not plan and just be okay to chill because the city is so fast paced also at the beginning you probably feel that pressure to actually do stuff to meet people and visit because you want to visit everything
1: yeah absolutely
0: so any big highlights you want to talk about about your experience in New York
1: um highlights in New York it's such a special city it really is about the friendships and the relationships you form like I you know I was lucky to do pretty you know get a good job at at, ad roll after I'd I'd been there for a couple of years and make some really close friends there and then also in the first company that I'd that I'd come across with as well but oh there's so many highlights I mean like it's just such a city in terms of like it's a city of indulgence I think in a lot of ways like (laughs) it's kind of crazy where you're like having say no at a point to like tuesday random cocktails and a nice dinner like and you're just like no i need to like set some balances so <laughs> <go."> <laughs> because everybody wants to go out and do
0: <laughs> i need to
1: yeah exactly exactly but you know a lot of it does revolve around like going out and having incredible experiences of course and really random experiences where you meet <laughs> completely random situations but yeah i mean the last <laughs> i think it was a really nice, for me, when I left New York, I wanted to leave New York in a way that I, like, I loved it. Like, I didn't want to leave it, because you see some people, and I saw this over time, where they'd stay in New York, like, six, seven, eight years, and it kind of just, like, they'd get sick of it. I don't know, they just get a little bit burnt out with it, and I just never wanted to look back on New York and be that I I stayed too long. So I think that was the Be better about it. Yeah. And it was kind of bittersweet leaving because like I'd been there three and a half years and it was like, you know, I felt like I had such incredible friends over there and like i you know, I'd moved up from my my mattress that touched through the standing walls to like, you know, a reasonable apartment that had a rooftop um looking over the city. And for that for me was like, oh my God, I can't believe I have this. This is so special. So, <laughs>
0: I've made it in New York.
1: (laughs) I guess, like I mean, yeah, it depends which way you look at it. But I think that it was, it was really, it was so emotional. It was really, really emotional for me to leave New York, and just because it, it kind of felt like it had seen the best of me and it's seen the worst of me, and I'd also just had that with other relationships as well. I'd gone gone through a lot, and other people that I was close to had also gone through a lot in that city, and yeah it felt like it might not have been replicated in any other city other than New York
0: yeah it feels like sometimes the city decides for you when it's time or not to leave yeah where it's taken so much energy maybe maybe I feel like New York is one of those cities that takes up so much energy Paris can be a little bit of the same It's it's fast paced you have transport people go out quite a lot and you yeah, it's easy to get into that work subway, go out and you just start losing sleep and you need to find that balance again. And then it depends also what stage of your life you're in. Are you planning to have a family? Maybe it's time to move or things like that. Totally.
1: Yeah, definitely. I completely resonate exactly what you say with regards to having to find a balance. I think that was one of the more tricky things to find in New York was the balance like was just yeah it took it took a while to just be like no like I need to find a balance with this city and I think that's a really important piece and I'm sure it's similar for other big cities across the world like London or Mexico City and things like that where it does take a lot to find a balance and it's kind of an art in itself of um finding balance and probably probably why I do so much yoga (laughs) just because of that yeah that need to kind of find find a balance
0: Um, do you have a song that resonates with your experience in New York?
1: Oh, this is such a hard question
0: <laughs>
1: because I love music so much. I, feel like I know <laughs> every year I almost have like an album. But there is one song that was a Friday song that one of my really close friends, Ash, who still lives in New York, we used to when I was when I first moved to New York, and we were really small office and we used to play, it was our Friday song and it was the song that like got us really excited for the weekend so it's by Bateep Biscuit it's Sunset Lover yeah it's probably kind of like tropical dance kind of song but it was just one of those songs that was like really fond memories like when it comes on we are like we'd put it on at Friday at work and it was like okay cool like we're coming into the weekend and it was just like yeah anytime I hear it it does definitely remind me of my times.
0: I like that that you have a Friday song that like <laughs> Says, okay, this is the end of work, and now you're off to your weekend. It's good to have one that like switches off when you hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be able to play it on the podcast, but we'll, uh, because we don't have the rights, but I'll definitely link it in the description.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: So tell me a bit more about the yoga in New York. I know yoga plays a big part in your life. Did you practice before New, Year- New York?
1: Yeah, not really. To be honest, like I think I'd maybe done like a handful of classes, like here and there. Yeah, so I got into New York. I got into yoga during my first year of New York, Um, and again, that was really coming back to that piece that you mentioned, Pauline, around like finding balance. And so that first year in New York, like financially, pretty tough. Um, It was a lot of change. Work was pretty just fast paced at the time, like I was working for a really small startup that was like less than 10 of us. And we had a really tight knit team. But it was also like kind of a high stress as a startup trying to make it in America. (laughs) And then, yeah, added to that as well, I was in a five year relationship. And that kind of came to an end. So it kind of felt like in terms of stability, like nothing was constant, everything was change. And as far as I was in New York, I was definitely going out quite a lot. And, and it was just I guess burning the candles at both ends to certain points and so I'd made a friend um, Sam who's one of my really close friends who lived in New York for seven years and she was getting she was really into yoga and I started to think about like how can I have excuses so that I don't go out on randomly on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday yeah. like, and I knew that like I've always enjoyed fitness running or whatever and I was like I'm going to start doing social catch-ups around fitness. Like I'm going to start saying like, yep, yeah, like we'll do yoga and then we'll do tea afterwards or something like that. So I started going. I like that. And my anxiety was pretty bad at the time when I look back on it. It's always kind of in hindsight. But I think I was just really, one, really wired from so much change so quickly. And so I just thought that yoga sounded like a healthy way to kind of give me some balance in my life and also help me deal with some of the anxiety that I was going through with the the breakup and moving to New York and and all of those kind of things. Um yeah, so I I started doing it and then I just really started getting into it a lot more and the more I did it, there was never a time when I wouldn't finish yoga and I wouldn't feel better than when I started. And I thought that was pretty great to feel like Mentally more yeah. calm, physically still being tested, I think this um myth of yoga just being stretching was just definitely uh put to an end once I started to get into some more physical classes, a bit. yeah, and I just I realized that it was something that I really wanted to maintain um and wanted to keep learning about, which obviously I did with my my training down the track.
0: Wow, and um you mentioned that with. By doing the training down the track, you also met amazing Mm -hmm. people. Did this help also to sort of create your social network? Yeah, for
1: sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't really think of it because I did my yoga training when I'd been in New York for maybe two and a half years. And I just, yeah, to your point, you know, I I definitely made some really good friends, which is definitely an amazing thing that's come out of it. But I think it was also to that point where you can really get caught up in your weak or your day-to-day life in New York um, and I wanted to kind of walk away with something that I re- really meant mm. something to me um, and at that time that was yoga so yeah I did it it was three months and it was 200 hours which was basically full-time on the weekends and then Friday nights as well so it was pretty full-on with a full-time wow. job like my life was basically work yoga and then going out on Saturday nights and being hungover for training on Sundays um but <laughs> <laughs>
0: very intense
1: yeah people were like all you do is yoga and I was like yeah because I'm doing my training so it was amazing and I met incredible people and just the stories that they were doing yoga too because it wasn't just young professionals or whatever that were doing yoga like you had all of these different backgrounds within our class like we had 25 people and, you know, there was one guy that had found yoga because he'd been in rehab for drugs. And then he'd found that yoga was something that really helped him with that. There was yeah. another lady that had battled really bad cancer in her last um, five years and she'd found yoga was really therapeutic for her and there was just all of these incredible stories in itself across all different backgrounds and I think that was really amazing to have like such a random snapshot of 25 people that are stuck in a room for 20 hours a week all (laughs) together so that was really
0: special. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And you've all also made yoga a business for you. So Kylie now teaches yoga with Coco Bella.
1: Yeah, so Coco Bella was kind of born out of everything that's happened with the the lockdown and coronavirus. And I realized that there was an opportunity with people to um, bring yoga into the home with um, doing it online. Coco Bella was something that because I had lost my job, I had a little bit more time to dedicate to you know teaching, which is something that I really was excited to do um, and also just realizing that people being stuck at home and you know wanting to connect, whether it be just through joining video conference calls or being able to move their bodies when you know they're stuck at home all day or working from home and just a bit of stress release as well. So I just wanted to obviously create something where, people could connect and hopefully reduce some of the stress during a really uncertain and stressful time that we've been in the last couple of months so pretty excited to launch coca bella and see so much support from all across the world so had teachers teaching from dublin to New york to berlin and again that's kind of that beautiful um yoga community that's really created from that
0: yeah yeah, I really like the fact that you have teachers from all over the world and match every time zone possible.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's tricky with time zones.
0: So I just want to come back to New York very quickly. I like to ask my guests if they have any favorite restaurants mm-hmm. or bar. What would oh. be like your three New York best places, so it be restaurant, bar, maybe your best yoga studio. Which-
1: yeah. Um. So I lived my entire time when I was in New York three and a half years in Williamsburg. Um. Each year, someone would be like, "Are you gonna move into Manhattan?" Like, how can you say you've lived in New York and haven't lived in Manhattan? And I was just so happy in Williamsburg, which is in Brooklyn. Um. But <laughs> I just never moved. So <laughs> if anybody needs recommendations for Williamsburg, just hit me up. Hopefully, everything's still there. So my favorite bar. Um, in Williamsburg is a dive bar I used to love dive bars is one called Lucky Dog and you can bring dogs there so it's just like open and it's really random people kind of get drunk there on a Friday Saturday night and there's just dogs running around randomly but it's really mellow vibes really super <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah definitely one of my faves and then in terms of a restaurants, there's one that I used to go with one of my close friends who was a roommate at the time called Bozu, which is also in Williamsburg. They do like Asian fusion. Yeah, Japanese, probably more on the Japanese style. So really, really love that. And from a yoga studio, I definitely would have to give a plug to the yoga studio where I did my training and where I met some really beautiful um, yogis, uh, which is Yoga Vita. So they have studios in Union Square, Tribeca, and also Soho as well. So really, really beautiful studio.
0: Okay, we'll link all of that in the description then. <laughs> so just coming back to the bar, you you say it's a dive bar. I feel like dive bars are very specific to the US. Could you describe a little yeah. bit the atmosphere yeah. in a dive yeah, bar? Yeah, that's
1: true. That's definitely not something that's in Australia. So dive bars are basically like a really shitty, dingy bar. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It's extremely low-key. <laughs> It's usually got really cheap beers, really cheap. Like they'll do like a special, which will be like $5 beer in a shot or something like that. But they usually, the reason I love them is just because they're extremely low key. Like they often have like a shuffleboard or something like that, that had a really beautiful outdoor area as well. And it was more about the atmosphere. And generally, I think the vibe of that brings a kind of casual atmosphere with the kind of people that go to a place like that as well. Um, and then added with dogs just running around randomly. Um, <laughs> kind of chaotic, but I loved it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes it a bit more cozy. And- yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of the like, chaotic bars. <laughs> <laughs> so after New York, so you were saying you sort of came to that point where it was time to leave. How did the opportunity for dublin come had you thought about other other places or where-
1: yeah it's one of those things i like and i think sometimes it just comes opportunities just come up and there's maybe never a perfect timing for it because like i said i was it was really enjoying new york at the time but yeah so i was working for AdRoll at the time and I'd been on a work trip where I'd met some colleagues from our Dublin office. Um, Through that, they had mentioned that there was an opportunity coming up for a new role uh, in Dublin, which sounded like a really exciting opportunity. It sounded really, really exciting. And also I just kind of career-wise thought that like getting some experience to work in Europe and have a different experience sounded really cool. So it was definitely a lot of debating. It wasn't an easy decision. Um, so I kind of looked at it, it was like, okay, I'll go and do it for a year and I'll see if I like it and then kind of see if I want to come back to New York or move back to Australia. So it was kind of one of those opportunities where it came up pretty quickly, um, Had I definitely had some time to think about it and say goodbye to New York over a couple of months which was nice. But yeah, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, you know what? I don't want to leave New York on a on a bad note and I kind of feel really happy right now. Which is yeah, kind of a weird thing I know to be like, yeah, I'm going to pack up and leave while I feel really happy right now. But so it was it was a tough decision.
0: Yeah, I think it comes back to the leave when you're at your highest. Yeah. So you sort of keep that good image of the city also.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so this job opportunity took you to Dublin that is a bit of an extreme versus <laughs> New York. How was the transition and like coming from such a fast paced city to Dublin, which is a lot a lot slower yeah. and smaller?
1: yeah, it's funny, like I think like when you've moved overseas, you do get you adapt a bit quicker the more you do it, and I'm sure you've probably felt the same Pauline, but it's still tough, like it's still hard, like starting all over again and Oh, just like when you're in your late twenties and you're just like, <laughs> I have to make friends all over again. I have to start from scratch, and then you're kind of like cursing yourself. You're like, why? Why did I do this again? Why did I? Why did I want to do this again? And it's,
0: I had a good life. Why did I move?
1: Yeah, exactly. Especially when you leave somewhere that you liked as well. You're like, why do I keep doing this to myself?
0: Yeah, I think there's always this real newness though that sort of takes us to the new place we know the struggles we're going to go through but you also know that the highs are going to be very yes, high
1: definitely yeah it's, it's probably a little bit um, of an addiction in some ways i would say which is like to your point super rewarding when things you know get to that point where you've kind of envisioned them or you hope that they get to but yeah it was definitely it took a while to slow down for sure like i mean even in terms of like when I was in New York, like I'd catch a really busy subway line to work and like I can remember everything just from the day, that the moment I woke up in New York, it was always like very quick, very fast paced and then I moved to Dublin and it was like very slow paced and I'm walking to work and there was like a lot of beautiful things with that too, right? Like I knew that I needed a bit of slowdown for a while, like I needed a little bit of time just to, even if it was really hard, just to take a little bit of a slowdown. And come back to reality in some ways. So yeah. I was really lucky that I got an amazing roommate um, and, a, and a, pr- a pretty great apartment as well. So, you know, I think it's like when you move move places, you kind of count your blessings for the, the good things that happen. And I think the fact that I got a roommate that had recently moved yeah. um, from South Africa and she didn't know too many people there as well. And we had similar interests in terms of, you know, yoga and also like liking to try new restaurants and try new places for cocktails and stuff like that. So, you know, I think that was really, really lucky. And the fact that I had a great apartment with a gym and and those kind of things. And I had the connection of ad So I think any time that you move city to have some consistency or some variable that's similar to what you've come from, and I think having that similar culture to what I'd yeah. worked in in New York even if it was only a little bit those kind of things that are a little bit familiar make it a little bit easier so and I think it's just building on that right like
0: yeah it's one thing left yeah, to worry exactly. about
1: like just just having one little variable that helps a little bit so um and it, but it still takes time and it takes adjusting and I think you just have to be you know, grateful for those moments or those times where you have a really good time or you make a new friend. And and it was kind of nice, like, to go through, like I said, with my roommate at similar times, like we would come home and be like, Oh, my God, I made a new friend. And you'd be really excited about it. And it's like, completely, completely really
0: good, you
1: know? <laughs> like you're, you're yeah. in your late 20s or early 30s. And you're sort of talking about these moments of like making new friends, like you're back at school for the first time. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of an interesting experience. But yeah, all in all, really positive. Um, I think the weather took a little bit of adjusting too, but all in all, definitely <laughs> had, a, had a good experience in Dublin as well.
0: Cool. And so what's next for for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely takes a pandemic just to completely throw everything <laughs> into the wind and start from fresh. Yeah, <laughs> I think is you know, a good thing in some ways. So... At this stage, my primary focus is is kind of spending some more time back in New York, but with the hope of definitely getting back to Australia a little bit more regularly if I can. I think it's definitely been some learnings for me over the last couple of months about the importance of staying really well connected to people back home and my family and, and things like that. So, you know, as an expat, you do miss some of those experiences when you're away from your home long time and yeah it's really important and it's been really nice to 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 reconnect I guess a little bit more and have more time and space at at home with family and and friends um so I think excited to get back there um but definitely looking at at making sure that I can get back to Australia for a good few weeks every year because it's definitely highlighted to me the importance of um keeping those relationships really close at home
0: great Thank you for joining this podcast. Cardi, really good interview, some nice insights. I really feel that when you move so you are starting from scratch and what's going to help your your move is the friendships clearly is just building mm-hmm. those also finding your balance in New York mm-hmm. is going to be key.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And finally finding that right moment to to leave. So it can be because, okay, you're at your highest. It can be also, well, sometimes it's a pandemic and work, which makes us exactly. leave.
1: Yeah, I think in terms of takeaways, I just say that like for anybody moving overseas for the first time, I think there's part of like letting go of your ego a little bit. You know, it can be tough, especially if you come from... Yeah you know, a city or somewhere where you're really familiar with it, you're really comfortable with you close friends or your family. And then all of a sudden you have to start from scratch. And yeah, I think it's letting go a little bit in terms of just like asking for someone's number to catch up, whether it be a friend date or, or whatever it is, and just giving things a go. I think people for the most part are super receptive, but you do have to go out of your comfort zone. And sometimes you have to say yes to things that you would normally actually not really be doing um so i think it yeah it's, it's letting go a little bit of the ego and always like putting yourself out a little bit in an uncomfortable state yeah and you just like really grow and learn um when you are in that uncomfortable position
0: yeah completely agree okay Thank you for joining and I will link all the songs and restaurants and bar tips in the description and stay tuned.
1: Perfect, thanks so much again. Thank
0: you.